Welcome to the Masterminds Retreats Podcast, Episode 1. This episode is brought to you by 1909. We are currently at 1909. We are 1909.org at we are 1909 on Instagram. Huge shout out for to them for letting us use their idea room where we're currently recording this podcast. It is an incredible creative co-working space downtown that has really become home. And so much of my friends and my network I've met through here and have cultivated through this place. And it is designed in such a way that it's not only socially and communally engaging and stimulating, but also professionally. And the amount of leveling up that I've done here cannot be understated. And so many of my friends feel the same way. One of whom I have developed a deep relationship with at this place and she is the first guest episode one of the masterminds retreats podcast someone that i've known for a couple years now who is an incredible entrepreneur but in an area that may surprise you and be a little bit different and what amazes me most about this woman and friend is how she has turned such a fun activity into a full-time income for herself that supports her and while she is pursuing a deeply scientific career in uh, (laughs) the look she's giving me right now um, in an area that's really impressive. So not only is she incredibly smart, intelligent, and has a deep understanding and love for science, but she has also been able to turn a passion of hers into a business, and not just one where she is able to perform and do what she loves and get paid to do it, but also in a way where she's uh, gotten involved in e-commerce and, and uh, by developing an e-course that she has sold pretty successfully and established herself as an influencer and is really living the lifestyle of finding a passion and what she loves to do best and doing it in a way that serves the people around her and really encourages and empowers the community that she's in through her love, her support, her confidence, her charisma, and her encouraging spirit. And it is really the picturesque ideal of what a mastermind is all about giving contributing being able to design a life that is empowering for themselves and others and gives and is fun and productive and all for all those reasons i'm very excited to introduce abby abyssal hoops abigail revelo wow owen that was such an amazing introduction i i'm so just i'm so flattered and smitten that was so nice Thank you so much, uh, and thank you so much for appreciating what I do to have me on this podcast, and thank you for what you do to bring people that are entrepreneurial and passionate about what they do and uh, wanting to bring it to other people and having them come together, and uh, I think it's really amazing that you're really pushing to, uh, or creating a space that allows people to come together for real magic, so. I I push for sure. Yeah, you definitely push. But we need it. We need that, you know. You really build a kingdom for us. So I think that's really amazing. Love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the love. Um, so this, uh, 
We, we came into this not with much of a plan. We just kind of got a microphone and set up this podcast. And the goal is to really just kind of create a platform for people like yourselves to just grow and expand and to celebrate and congratulate and appreciate. And tell the story. And tell the story mm-hmm. in a way that hopefully inspires others that are maybe looking for a life full of juice and passion and alignment and power and love and just uh, excitement and productivity. Yeah, and I think that's what Masterminds and Masterminds Retreat is really all about, bringing people together to share that and actually to go deeper in that for themselves, figure it out for themselves and create. Yeah, and this this last one we just hosted in Tulum was the first one you'd been on. Yes, it was, and you've had a few before, but I have been busy doing other things, but this one was just... This one was special because I was at a gig and I just texted you and some people saying I wanted to go to Tulum for my birthday and you texted back saying, well, I have an idea and you were actually already planning a retreat in Tulum and it was really amazing because the next day we were already planning it and putting it together and a week after that we already establishing the beds and everything, you know, getting a team together and it ended up being a magical experience. Mm. <laughs> what was so <laughs> magical about you about it for you? Because number one, you brought a lot of magic, and the you bringing your hoops and the LED hula hooping <laughs> with like it's it's if if you've never like experienced that, it's hard to like explain like what hula hoop performance is. But to see like you with four hoops like creating uh, these designs and shapes it's like a light show mixed with dance and performance and you're also getting into fire performance yeah and it kind of reminds me of like um like native american like i think they they do have hoop they did actually the um the cherokee uh indian tribe was really big on hula hoops uh and they have different shapes and different moves that were actually inspired by nature and different elements of animals like they have one that represents a bird one that represents the earth um, and they do some really amazing things so it is it can get tribal it's really amazing that's cool Mm -hmm. and you've had a lot of success doing it it seems like you've I mean I from what I hear you're playing at pretty much all the clubs that you want to around Um, get into EDC and you've performed at Burning Man and yeah um, well I'm still pushing for a few nightclubs in Miami Um, Miami from as long as I started performing said we don't hire hoopers but slowly but surely I'm getting better and they like what I do and there is now read people are getting bored of just basic entertainment of I mean I love go-go dancing but you know they want more specialty performance acts and I'm at a level now that I've been able to build throughout the years where I can be considered for these big venues like maybe Live Nightclub or um, even Eleven uh, 
I'm really excited because I'm working with some really amazing entertainment companies that are they really see what I do and they like what I do and they're they're even mentoring me in uh, show business, hair and makeup, things that are way beyond just hula hooping, which I never thought I would get into. So I'm definitely growing and that's everything that I asked for in the beginning of my journey. But I would say for local nightclubs and what I what I've done, um, yeah, I would say I think I'm I'm successful with what I've done in my area. Um, and now I just want to break the mold of something in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that really inspires me about you is to know the kind of opposition that you've gotten and your just relentless desire to like keep pushing forward and know that you can turn people around and turn situations around and turn a no into a yes. Oh, and I have to because (laughs) if not, I will not grow. And uh, it's all about redefining an entertainment industry. Mm. And that's the goal is to redefine by trying to be the best at what I do or at least good enough to make them change their mind to give to people that are like, that's cool. (laughs) It is cool. (laughs) So how how long has that been a goal for you? Because you were were just telling me today how you used to work at – like a fitness hub at the counter or something? And well, in 2016, I was working, you know, part-time. I've always had a nine-to-five kind of job. I think I was making like $11 an hour. I was like, whoa, $11 an hour. Uh, at the time, I think I was like, almost, I think I just turned 21. Um, and I was hooping for like maybe two years, but it was kind of just something that I would do for fun. Uh, I started hanging out with uh, entrepreneurs and I started getting more unlocked and unleashed in my heart for what I think I could do to kind of what masterminds would do for someone. Uh, but at the time, it was something that I had a calling to. And I remember I wanted to go to Texas. My family's from Texas, and I wanted to go to Texas for the holidays. It's the only time I can go to Texas and be with my family. And uh, my my boss said no, and I had to choose. Okay, am I gonna miss out on going to see my family for that one time a year, or am I gonna like keep working? You know, and I just quit because <laughs> family first. And when I was in Texas, I was in Austin. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy my second LED hula hoop. And at the time, that was pretty rebellious because I didn't have much money anyways. And um, I bought it. And I started to think about what I was going to do. And I came back. And I I mean, honestly, the first nightclub I went into, they hired me within five minutes, uh, which was Pawn Shop. I barely had a website. I had absolutely no videos. Uh, I had one video, which was the video that saved me, which is literally a video of me in short shorts and high socks in a sports bra, just hula hooping in my like living room. So <laughs> when did you decide to go into a club and see if you could get a job hula hooping? When? What what made you like have what gave you that idea? Oh, um, I actually was really inspired by um, this one hula hoop performer that was doing it in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Morgan Jenkins, and she is part of a really amazing hoop troupe in LA called Hoop Troop. Yes, yes, <laughs> there are hoop troops around, and she they're called the Hoop Town Hotties. What? They are the coolest. The hula hoop gang. Yes, <laughs> uh, they inspired me when I first started, and. Um, they would do gigs, and I saw her doing stuff in a nightclub, and I was like, that seems really cool. 
and it just kind of escalated to that and right away the owner thought it was the coolest thing he's ever seen and he asked me to be exclusive to them three nights a week and it was like that for about a year and a half how nervous were you going into pawn shop um i i can't really remember how nervous i was i brought my hula hoops i tried to dress hot you know and i had my computer with an unfinished website really I was like this is kind of what I do and he's like do you have a video do you have anything and I literally the only video I literally had was the one I told you like I literally was just in short shorts some high socks and a sports bra and he's like whoa <laughs> and next thing I know he's taking me upstairs there's like five other managers part of this nightclub and they're like yeah <laughs> and it he's like start on Thursday let's go I'm like all right <laughs> and you were such a like seeing you like seeing someone hula hoop with a LED at a club is like such a vibe you're like <laughs> it's such a center of attention and like really stirs up the it just it's like such a unique thing that you don't see and yeah to see it is like just levels <laughs> up the hype that much like seeing you at Kachina was so cool and you're just like such the center of attention and it's like you are so like bubbly and charismatic too, just walking around this year. Contagiously good time. Oh yeah, I love it. It's literally the best job, and I mean, hooping is definitely underrated. Luckily, it's getting a little bit more hype thanks to social media. I think in the beginning, a lot of people. I mean, pawn shop was very receptive, but I mean, besides them, I've always. When I was working with them, I wanted to also get more clients and like reach outside of it. So I've definitely felt the opposition mm -hmm. and um, I've definitely have been rejected a few times. But some of the people that have rejected me have also asked for me to, you know, two years later to hire me. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely been interesting to see where it has gone from in four years. Mm -hmm. um, but hula hooping is definitely considered a specialty performance act that is fucking, uh, sorry, which is awesome. It's so fucking <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, part of what I do is just tell them the whole, the whole nightclub gang, like whole nightclub industry. Industry. It's awesome. It is so fucking awesome. <laughs> you gotta hire it, you know? Go-go dancers and hula hoopers, you know? Aerialists and hula hoopers. There's so much that goes into hula hooping and honestly, hula hoopers, we practice just as much as aerialists. We practice just as much as jugglers, contortionists. We put so much into our craft. So it's, it's really amazing when when we can add that element into the night industry for sure. <laughs> so how you've been pretty creative using social media to like get more business and also to build your influence. What, uh, how did you, how did you get into that and how, what have you done that has led to most of your success? That's a great question. Uh, social media has definitely been probably the highlight of where I really make and get make my income and also where I get noticed and where I collaborate and connect um, when I first started I, I always I started a brand abyssal hoops and I said you know what I want it to be professional I sometimes post personal things but sometimes I just want to keep it all things hooping um, <clears throat> 
And from the start, I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm literally going to establish myself as a professional, especially with hula hoopers being underrated. I want to show the world, like, no. Hula hoopers belong in nightclubs. They belong at parties. They belong doing cool stuff. But that was like the first intention was just to make a good social media. But I will be so open. Um, I have connected with so many amazing artists over social media, primarily Instagram. Um, my involvement in Burning Man has been through Instagram. When I go traveling in different states, getting income and doing what I do, I network with entertainment companies or other artists that also appreciate my work. Um, I have also have been able to um, connect a lot with people that have leads in different parts of my city that are also performers. Um, and also I can keep people in the loop of what I'm doing. Uh, so I would definitely saying, uh, say that um, Instagram has definitely kept me connected to the industry more than anything. Uh, and I mean, I have some, I do have Liv looking at my story. I do, like, I have every, a lot, I have a lot of venues looking at my stories in, in the area. I have um, entertainment companies that are looking at me. Um, so it's interesting because I do set a platform and a stage for others to watch what I'm doing and for them to be attracted to me enough to say, hey, I want to hire you. And that, to me is amazing with social media um but that's that's just the performance aspect um i mean and the friends aspect because i've made so many amazing friends over social media that are also performers um i've also developed an e-course that teaches performance artists how to do what i do and that has been really helpful the internet uh, to get that out there and actually my last semester i did almost half of my students were actually international. They were from Australia and Europe. They weren't all from the United States. And I think that's amazing that I can put something on the internet that can help people in something I'm passionate about and get the word out all the way on the other side of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so incredible. I love, I love technology for that. And I love the fact that, you know, there are people that are motivated enough to learn and don't have to go through all the mistakes and all the stuff I've had to learn. Like they kind of have like a silver platter of like, this is what you got to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's been a joy though, for sure. Social media is part of the job for sure. Yeah. But you, you've had like, like with Facebook groups seem to be a big way that you sold a lot of your e-courses or the e-courses that you did sell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually most of my sales came from Instagram, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, Facebook, I, um, I did, there's so many amazing flow groups on the internet and I was able to connect with some flow groups and, um, you know, participate, post my videos of, uh, you know, the e-course or anything pertaining to the e-course that they may be interested in. But I mean, even in these groups, you know, I can post videos of like a good flow session, uh, even other people's flow sessions. We like each other's stuff. We engage with each other. It's just another way to meet new people online and engage and learn new tricks or teach new tricks or just kind of stay connected for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
Is one of the most difficult parts about doing something that's like unique and like self-determined seems to be that you get a lot of opposition and haters and <laughs> and I found that personally and it seems to be a common theme which is one of the reasons why that I'm recognizing the Masterminds Retreats is such a valuable thing is because of how celebratory and supportive of the community it is mm -hmm. and it's such a strong contrast between someone who's like fuck yeah Abby you get those who work those hoops girl <laughs> spin that shit spin that <laughs> and shit then, and then people that like you would maybe normally meet that like the job you used to work or whatever that are like you what you, do? you can't like lube for a living or like that like tell you you just can't do things and that's why it's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about like creating these kinds of groups being a part of 1909 and being having friends that celebrate and support you and I learned that from a, a um, you know from someone that had impact on me who's like you know surround yourself with people that celebrate you not people who tolerate you yes you know, absolutely surround yourself with people who tolerate mm -hmm. you um, and because like that that energy of like oh you can you just know like like <laughs> stuff like sit down deal like life dealt you these cards like don't try and get fancy just like deal with what you were given like it's it's like it seems to be like the the it, like default energy of like of living is just like sit down shut up stay in line like do what you're supposed to and in a time where that's like at a higher than ever it's kind of energy it seems like there it's like more threat more intimidating now maybe to like step out and be different with like cancel culture and a lot of the like I don't know, fear of like what could happen if you say or do the wrong thing at the wrong time. Um, but at the same time, it also seems to be maybe more rewarding or more impactful too as a result to just like stand out and be different and like speak from your heart and tell the truth as, as best as you can see it, um, as scary as that could be. Well, right now, I think we're definitely living in a time where a lot of people are opinionated and very cruel, <laughs> um, and especially in the float community. Um, yeah. it, I mean, people will try to cancel you if you say or do something that doesn't resonate with them. And um, I think that the internet is extremely superficial, and there are deeper things that we don't know about each other on the internet. And I think a lot of people have been, I mean, I don't want to say this word, but they have definitely been victimized of cancel culture, especially in the flow arts community. And yeah, I definitely feel uh, when I do post something that I am watching my T's and my I's and, you know, I'm making sure all the grammar is perfect, you know, because I am terrified that someone is going to lash out at me, which has happened before. Um, and it's not the best feeling ever. Uh, people don't message people and say things that they would like to discuss. People just cancel people. And it definitely hurts when you are trying to build a community uh, centered around positive 
growth, um, especially learning from each other, whether it be professional, whether it be through the craft of whatever that is, let's say hula hooping, whatever flow art it is, yeah. fire arts. Uh, there's definitely been a lot of things online that has hurt people emotionally, leaders, as well as people that are even scared to get out there and lead and make something for themselves because they're absolutely terrified of other people hurting them or lashing out at them uh, because people will frame people for being something they're not because maybe they worded something differently in a post or maybe they were uncensored and they said something that was, you know, Maybe you piss the wrong person off. Whoever, whatever happens, you know, it happens. But there are people that are extremely sensitive uh, about building things. And I've talked to people uh, that have said, I want to create this course. I want to do this. I want to do this. But they're absolutely terrified of putting their stuff out there because they're scared of what... It's not even so much what other people think at this point. It's really like people will try to ruin your life on the internet. And I think it's definitely something that needs to be talked about, especially in the performance and the flow arts community, that it's not right. Uh, especially in the last year, it's gotten even worse. Cancel culture has definitely been a huge, has had a huge impact on mental health in both uh performance world as well as the uh, flow arts community mm -hmm. and uh, as someone that's I like to think I would I want to lead people to be the best performer they can be or I provide skill of hula hooping to be the best hooper they can become you know I would hope that I don't have to feel scared to teach somebody mm -hmm. uh, you know because somebody felt the need to um feel offended by something or whatever it is you know uh, we all have feelings and I think that for everyone in the community it's something to heal from for sure yeah um do you are you comfortable talking about the thing <laughs> um I mean why not yeah um yeah I mean I was I was uh, put out on the internet, uh, sadly, by two people that uh, were supposed to be my friends. Um, I started getting, I got a residency at a um, strip club, and uh, I did, you know, some hashtags, and my hashtag was, I'm not a stripper, and it really offended um, this one girl. You posted hashtag, I'm not a stripper on a post. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it it was on a personal, like on my personal page on Facebook. And it really was, so I'm also in school to be a veterinarian. And uh, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crisscross, you know, tension between those two worlds. And also I have... Working in a strip club and also like being a scientist. Yeah, working with kids. Uh -huh. um, like I, um, you know, volunteering with the Reef Institute, you know, like that, that's educational. Um, you know, representing companies and having an open platform. I keep all my platforms open. Yeah. Um, it's a little different and like... You know, just because I don't strip or do sex work, you know, um, it was 
it was felt like I was trying to be above people or to that girl. And that was how it was perceived by her. And, you know, I just let her know on my personal page, like, oh, I, I said that just to like, let my family know I'm sorry. You know, I even said I'm sorry, and I have absolutely nothing against strippers and sex workers, and I have great friends that are strippers and sex workers, and you know this. Um, I really, you know, I don't judge, but it was a protection mechanism for me for other things that I do outside of performing, and uh, it was basically. Uh, this girl and I told that and she came back said some really mean things and at that point I was like I'm just gonna block this girl because I I just don't she she never messaged me or anything like it was I just I hate I hate negativity you know and you know I'll be honest I don't know much about stripper etiquette <laughs> you know I don't know much about sex work etiquette um, I have friends that are strippers and sex workers but like I don't know this wound or this like I don't want to say insecurity but it definitely struck an insecurity in her when I said that mm-hmm. and you know I didn't mean to put down anybody by saying I'm not Did a stripper. She express that to you? Or? No, she just uh, actually she cop. I blocked her and um, uh, she just made a copy and paste and put it on Facebook groups and basically tried to cancel me. Of your post. Of my post, uh-huh. um, and I mean I'm pretty sure she didn't even include my comment <laughs> back to her. Um, I I don't know. Um, so, I mean, people will perceive things the, the wrong way, and it, it's sad and it sucks. I was definitely affected by it because she made an army of strippers and sex workers, people that are in, in, you know, involved in that work, you know, to lash at me. And it got to a point they were trying to get me fired at, um, at, this, at the club I was working at, which will never happen because they know me and we love each other there and we're family there and they also know cancel culture, you know? So I'm very blessed to have people in my life that understand like people will do those things. Um, so that was, that was definitely something that I had to experience. And I mean, you know, it, I was really upset, (laughs) um, for a while and it dealing with school and everything you're dealing with at the time. Yeah. It had a lot on my mental health. And I, I think that, you know, if you have a problem with someone, you should really reach out to them. Um, and there's, there's a lot of really, you know, there's a lot of, so like, I don't think cancel culture is good, but I think in the essence of someone trying to stand up for someone that's, you know, maybe oppressed or, you know, anything like that, that's, that has its own value in itself. Um, but I think that she should have messaged me and said, Hey, do you know, maybe stripper etiquette? And like, maybe she could have educated me if that was the case. Um, but it ended up being more of a hateful tactic. And I think that's when things get really, really scared on the internet. And unfortunately, I am not her friend anymore. Um, there was two girls and I will never network with them. I will never, you know, I lost two friends. Um, all because, you know, they thought that I did not 
like I thought it was better than a stripper or sex work, you know, sex workers, which yeah. is not the case at all. Sometimes I wish I could do that, but I chose a different path and I respect anybody who's doing their path, but I have to keep my boundary for a lot of professional reasons that are way deeper than what is on the internet. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying that we have deeper lives outside of the internet. No one knows what we go through. Also, it had such a big impact on my mental health. I'm a very strong person, but if that happened to someone that was not strong, that felt like their whole community was against them, that their entire work was destroyed because of these people, because of people on the internet, they could, they could hurt themselves. They can kill themselves. And like, I think... I think that's absolutely terrible. So I think that if people are upset with other people on the internet or want to educate them on something or want to say, hey, this came off a certain way, they should message, you know, and maybe talk about things one-on-one rather than just post on groups to try to make armies against each other because that happens way too often in the flow arts and performance community, and it's very bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go on to get featured on Brazzers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, great. Yes. And then the next week or two weeks later, it's like, oh, gosh, I'm not a porn star either. Um, yeah, um, I got hired with a really amazing company in Miami, J&G, and uh, I guess they wanted a hula hoop girl, and uh, they got me, and I'm on my last set, and this woman comes out to the door, comes out to the, comes out to my car um, as I'm like kind of prepping for the next set, and she goes, "Hey, can you like come in and like get some food and drink and hang out with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And she says, "Yeah, also for your last." set can you wear uh can you please wear my husband's uh company's t-shirt and I'm like yeah sure whatever and she's like yeah it's for Brazzers I'm like what <laughs> she's like yeah he's a porn star and uh come to find out I was at I was a performer for the number one Brazzers uh top top contracted porn star uh (laughs) j-mac shout out to j-mac we appreciate your work we i do it's great yeah it i mean honestly uh (laughs) that was a really fun gig Uh, i made i made some really dope friends that are porn stars and actually i've been so busy i can't wait to hang out with a few like in the summer when i'm done with school um made some great friends that that uh that uh that gig but it's kind of funny because uh he posted me all over his instagram with the shirt and everything mm-hmm. next thing i know brazzers is putting me on their instagram 11 million followers mm-hmm. i think i got at least like 350 to 400 new followers from that nice um it was so cool, but also really funny because I got a lot of people asking me, where's my OnlyFans link? Where, you know what I mean? Like, uh, people, uh, people are like, oh, do you do porn, you know? And it's like, I have to really specify, like... Have you thought about doing OnlyFans? Um, I... Even if it was just, like, the hooping videos? Um, I don't know. Like, I... Maybe, but I'll be honest. I, um... 
I mean, I'd be down for it. I just, I also, I feel like it's going to be hard to upkeep, but I feel like I'd be good. I'd be really good with OnlyFans, like, really good. But, um, I think in terms of, like, nudity and, like, even sexual stuff, uh, I, I don't really want to take that route. Um, of, like, having the stigma of OnlyFans being associated with your brand? Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to I don't really want to mix those. Yeah. I'd rather make a lot of money. Um, I mean, I can do both, but like I'd rather I'd rather really focus on the aspect of you know getting gigs and really working on performing in the essence of performing. I mean, OnlyFans is great, and I'm so happy that so many amazing women and men have been able to make so much money from it. Um, I just don't really see myself having an OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have tons of costumes. I have so much that I could put into OnlyFans, and I've been asked... What kind of costumes you got, Abby? Well, I got a whole room of costumes of a performer, you know? I have so many, so many fun things, but I... I just couldn't see myself really doing that, but uh, yeah, different strokes for different folks. Sex, sex work and like stri- people, it, people are sex does weird things to people, you know? Because like, especially like, like probably ninety nine point nine percent of people have seen porn, and probably ninety seven point seven percent making this up, but I just, <laughs> um, have like have enjoyed porn and probably gotten off to it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And yet at the same time, why is it like so taboo? Taboo and why do people turn their nose up at it? And why like even even masterminds retreats like the because I was hosting the, the podcast Sex and Pews a couple years ago. Yeah. And it was a very it was a very open approach to exploring sexuality and the effects that religion has had on it and mm-hmm. the interplay between the two um, over history in a very different way that was coupled with an open exploration that I was on personally through polyamory and dating multiple women at a time and just being open and transparent about the whole thing. And it was a journey and a half and it was just a lot, but it was so shocking to people and like really like polarizing to people because people have such strong opinions about how it should be and they tend to it tends to like trigger parts of people that like want to like categorize people in certain ways Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's like kind of natural like part of how our brain works is we, we just, simpl- we're human we simplify yeah. to to make things easier to comprehend yeah because if we like just we could be overwhelmed by the amount of stimulus and data we get in, in any given moment there's Absolutely. like so many things happening coming in like to our brain so we have to like simplify and put things into boxes or else we go crazy so <laughs> but one of the negative consequences is that you know we simplify people in negative in ways that are hurtful like racism you know that's how oh for sure you know or thinking that all blank people blank Mm -hmm. or you know and like these are very like they're so ignorant yeah it's ignorant and it's Mm -hmm. so it's so true to like the human condition has been happening for centuries and years and all of humanity but and fortunately we've gotten to a point where i think we're conscious enough and like waking up and really as a humanity like really trying to 
like waken our consciousness and awareness to how destructive like that can be despite it's like evolutionary like it's like as if evolution like adapted it to make our brains more effective and efficient i feel like maybe for an individual but i think that humans are also wired for a social element and i think being able to love other people and also like take in those groups and understand why these groups are suppressed is super important Mm -hmm. and i mean in terms of sex work and strippers i mean think about it like you're raised I was raised, I mean, I'm sure you were raised, everyone was raised that, like, you know, stripping is bad, do not be a stripper, you know, do not get into porn, no one wakes up and says, I'm going to be a porn star when I grow up, you know? <laughs> be, alright, listen, Katie, either be a, lock, a doctor, a lawyer, or a sex worker. <laughs> really make mom and dad proud. <laughs> yeah, and it, but it's like, why not? <laughs> yeah, right, and, and it's funny, too, like, I've, I've felt... Everyone that I've met that it's like some of the principles that I am proudest or like that I feel most passionate about, like the celebrating people's like and like supporting people and like pursuing their passion or dreams. Like it's it's such a celebratory and supportive environment. Oh, yeah. Like people and it's like really like being having moments I've had of like feeling like I was like on the inside or kind of behind the scenes of like seeing certain things and like seeing how like, even, even, like, some of the nude shoots, like, or seeing, like, boudoir stuff, like, that, you know, you could, it's easy to, like, see a boudoir photographer, like, lingerie or, like, you know, borderline naked on Instagram and think, like, oh, this, you know, photographer must be having sex with everyone. <laughs> really oh, like, I, I know I'm so like, many photographers like that that are just so amazing and also have networked and created the most beautiful art ever. And it's so amazing. But, yeah, you could assume, yeah, like... I mean, I, I've done that, and it's easy to think, like, that, you know, immediate reaction is, like, some negative, And it, I feel like it comes from insecurity of, like, you know, and, and then you, like, want to bring someone else down to make yourself feel better about yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's all yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people are misunderstood through that insecurity mm-hmm. and I think that like sometimes um, no, no one, no one's really against you, you yeah. know. Um, the stripper issue you had, the girl like that came from insecurity, and it was like, yeah, a misunderstanding. That oh, for sure. I mean, I've definitely was drawn for from sure, For sure. I mean, I've definitely thought about maybe a problem in my part for it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I could have said something different. Maybe you know, not use a hashtag or you know, do it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never met anyone that was like sensitive about that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, that was different for me, but you know, it's, it's definitely interesting because there are two worlds to, you know, sex work, stripping, porn, all that, you know, and, uh, you know, a more conservative lifestyle that, you know, has a lot to do with like being a doctor or, you know, working at maybe a five-star hotel or working with kids, you know, like there's, there's definitely like a fine line, especially on the internet, you know, uh, especially social media, uh, it's, it's intimidating, but I definitely think that like, 
it's it's unfortunate that those two worlds cannot combine mm. you know and i think that's where i get flustered because i wish they could yeah. and i i feel that pain the most yeah. from everything that happened because i realize like wow I, I really do have to say that why do i have to say that why does it matter mm. but you know when you know i have maybe you know a mentor talking to me about it mm. you know it it, it makes me concerned for my own future but I realize like if someone's gonna understand me they're gonna understand like it's protecting myself by saying you know I don't do porn I don't do sex work I you know but at the same time I always like feel guilty I'm like why does the world have to be like that yeah. you know but I'm yeah <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it comes from I think a lot, I'm, I'm thinking about this I don't know how much a lot is but that the it's like the it's like, because you mentioned like you working with kids, and that that being the the why you wanted to not like how they're conflicting worlds. Yeah, like what if what if their parents are like hula hooper? That's so cool, and then like they're like, oh, she does the OnlyFans, and she's like, you know what I mean? And she oh. She, She's around my kid all day, or you know, what if my vet, my vet school, you know, my entry? I'm gonna definitely be talking about my hula hooping. They're gonna look me up all over the internet, and then like, what's gonna be like attached to my brand? Oh, you know that. And does it matter? I don't know. I really don't. But I, I, I don't want it to matter if it does matter. So I choose to protect myself in that aspect, and I respect anyone. <clears throat> who really does the work the way it's meant to be because I've met some amazing sex workers and strippers and porn stars that are killing the game you know will be making more money than I will ever be making and they love what they do you know and that that makes me happy and I'm I'm supportive of them they're in my circle and I love that but you know as for the people that don't understand me and also don't realize that you know what happened was something that was very cancel culture <laughs> you know they're gonna misinterpret me as someone that thinks I'm better or I'm this or I'm that when in reality I'm I'm trying to build people up I'm trying to recreate you know a community or you know bring people together you know like we were talking about making our own masterminds retreat for mm -hmm. flow arts mm -hmm. you know like a segment of that and i think that's badass mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and that's something i want to also you know incorporate in in this journey you know to bring people together to really take in the craft for what it is yeah yeah yep the difference is definitely in the the kids though i think like you know because I just like not mixing like orgies and children. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's it's a lot. It's a lot, you know? And I don't I want to be a, an aquatic veterinarian, but what if I go into like small animal cuz I have to go through the same schooling, you know? And then like I have to have what if I want to open up my own business and then it becomes like, yeah. you know, which I mean I know everyone's probably thinking, well then you open up your own business and you'd be a badass, but it's like you got clients that are, you know what I mean? Like the the internet will be used against you at all costs, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, and and like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, so, so I feel so. I'm gonna I'm gonna work this point out a little bit because I've been thinking a lot about this. I feel like I got it dialed in, and and it's that I think the 
America and Western society seems to have been built so strongly around the nuclear family unit, like the value. The strong nuclear family. You know, mom, dad, and kids, and it's obviously been like I'm just getting pretty deep here. I was expecting. No, to go, go for way. it. Go for it. Um, that that that's obviously been like seems to have been like the idea of that has been challenged a lot with like the transgender movement and uh, gay rights and, and rightfully so like people have every like form of expression be celebrated in the, in the form of their truest expression of their self absolutely and to suppress that is you know not probably your bad. truth yeah it's probably bad to do that mm-hmm. and so um we seem to be in this time where there's like the con- confliction between like preserving that like traditional family and like the kids and not wanting you know to like have to have conversation or like not knowing how to have conversations with like a three year or four year old about like oh yeah that's like mom and dad usually all you've grown up ever seen and it's like what's normal but oh wait there's actually like you know mm-hmm. gay like dad and dad it's like what's that it's like oh well dude Get, and then it like leads to this whole thing that I feel like people are struggling to have. So, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's exciting to be in the forefront of that. And the fact that Masterminds Retreats is, I think, a little edgy. And even it seems like someone here at 1909 is like, or some people, you know, is that, that because like, you know, there was, there was like a new shoot at the last one. So people did. Oh, yeah. We had a bondage shoot. Yeah, there was a bondage shoot. In my shoot. bathroom. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it, it could, it's a very open way of, of like creative expression and absolutely so, and part of what can ha- happen with people that are connected to this thing happens to have been the bonded shoot the bdsm shoot yeah they're being completely open shoot. about sexuality who they are um, and to, to hear people like doing their first nude shoot and being celebrated and like hearing like mm-hmm. how difficult it was but how like freeing at the same time absolutely liberating how liberating that was. yeah it's like really cool like you, you you know you don't think about like healing through a nude shoot but like you heal a really beautiful part of your sexuality and being being okay with being naked yeah you know as let's be so vulnerable with a stranger yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, a beautiful experience so I'm uh, very proud to be part of this whole thing me too yeah Yeah. I'm excited for the for more of these retreats where do you want to go next if you could go anywhere um I'm tied between Costa Rica and Hawaii. Costa Rica and Hawaii. Yeah. Have you been to either of those places? I've been to Costa Rica and it was absolutely magical. Where in Costa Rica did you go? I went to Manuel Antonio. Manuel Antonio? Yeah. Where is that? It's all the way on the west side of the country and it's like on uh, the ocean. And Costa Rica's on the west coast of Central America? It's on the Pacific? Yeah. No, well, it's, it, both. It's, it's both. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Why do you want to go there? I think it's beautiful. I love Spanish-speaking countries, too. Mm-hmm. That's pretty high. That actually might be the one we should do. It's we should do a it jungle. It's a jungle. I, I wanted to surf it. They have the best surfing. I know so many people that go on surf trips there, and that may be... Could we do, like, a flow art surf, like, collaboration thing? I don't, we can, however, I don't think that we would have 
all the time, it, what if, depending. What if I like brought a bunch of people who wanted to surf and you brought a bunch of people who wanted to flow and then we like bring it together? Yeah, like, like during the, the first half of the day, it would be like flow arts, second half of the day, surfing. Would you want to surf? Yes, I want to learn how to surf. I don't know how to surf. Be a thing. Yeah. We'll have to. We'll have. Why too? Another great surf. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to collaborate on this a little later. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe not maybe over I'll a podcast. Yeah, not not on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll we'll work it out. Just give it some time. If you want to put together your own masterminds retreats and partner with masterminds retreats, feel free to hit me up at Owen Rivers underscore. You can DM at masterminds retreats. What's your handle that you would like people to? Yeah, at? check me out. I am Abyssal Hoop underscore Hoop. So it's at A B Y S S A L underscore H O O P S Abyssal Hoops. Oh. That's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My name's Abigail Arevalo. Yeah, some really cool content, by the way. Seeing the LED stuff and the hooping, it's like it's worth the follow. Oh, sure. thank you. I try so hard. I and plus I love collaborating with other artists. It yeah. brings me such joy to connect with people, photographers, videographers that I just think are so talented and amazing and they think that what I do is like amazing and talented and they're mm-hmm. like, let's make some art for people and that's that's always the dream. Yeah. It's <laughs> so cool to see. One of my favorite things is like connecting, especially like through the retreats and then to see everyone like liking each other's stuff and like sharing things and Oh yeah, we've we've stuff. made a connection of creatives you know I'm going to Tampa soon to go connect with two of our best photographers that were on this trip you know yeah. I'm so excited because what are you guys shooting uh, when what do you do you have like a shoot in mind yeah for sure um, definitely some fire stuff LED stuff um, I want to definitely get some costumes at uh, at a really cool costume shop in Miami. Shout out to Altered Egos. Uh, they're really awesome. Uh, Ultra Egos? Yeah, Alter Egos. Alter Egos. At Alter underscore Egos. Amazing. Actually, uh, the... Uh, the uh, Wow, I'm like really going in on this, but uh, one of my one of my uh, pe- one of the people that inspired me, um, Katie Kansas, she owns it. She is a uh, entrepreneur. She is a uh, female entrepreneur. She's super into Bitcoin currencies. Uh, she is also the lead talent buyer um, and artist. Uh, who uh, just. Of Ultra Music Festival, mm-hmm. so she's the Ultra Mom. Uh, she'd be down to go to Costa Rica and have flow arts. Retreat. I think she would actually. She <laughs> seems like such a free spirit. I have not met her yet. Um, I will be meeting her very soon. I need to go to this costume shop. All I see is everything happening there, and uh, I just have been studying my ass off. So I'm excited to go and network and meet her and. You know, get some cool costumes to collab, get attention to, you know, this costume shop, get get attention with myself, get attention with, uh, you know, some of these these amazing artists that I've met on Masterminds Retreats and just bring some really cool content to the Instagram social media worlds and, you know, making it, make it making it a business and having fun and <laughs> meeting cool people. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Well, I think that... Uh... I feel like the the juice has been squeezed out of this one. I think so, for sure. (laughs) 
Anything else you want to plug? Your e-course or something? Or like give the people a call to action if they want to like engage or do yeah, something? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, if you're interested, I offer a uh, six-week e-course that teaches performance artists. And this goes for any performance arts. It can be hooping, go-go. It can be... Um, aerialist, it can be juggling, it can be magicians, it can really be anything that you have in mind. And it's a step-by-step e-course that teaches performance artists how to become professional. So, um, you know, first module is all about establishing your dreams, you know, going, uh, going through, I send, uh, I will mail you a 80 page workbook that I have created. Um, and it is super, super duper interactive. So you're really going deep into what your work is and, uh, taking step by step, you know, even making your portfolio, um, going through what an audition would be like if you haven't been, uh, if you've never been to an audition before, uh, you know, resume building, so it's a it's a really amazing e-course if you want to check it out um you can always uh check out um abyssalhoops.com abyssal performance actually if i were you i would uh, go to my instagram so at abyssal underscore hoops and i have it in a link in the bio and uh, you can just go check it out there uh the semester i have it open and closed by semester i'm very uh exclusive with the students that i have so i can give them attention if they need attention uh so uh just make sure that you're consistent and that you know when it's going to be open because when it's closed it's closed for about you know two months and then it's open for you know about two months so uh you know just got to make sure that you're on it but i'm excited to mentor anybody it's lifelong mentorship if with the purchase of the e-course so definitely check it out wow. how much is the e-course <laughs> um right now it's 350 mm-hmm. which is actually very reasonable for what you will <laughs> realistically be making as a performance artist mm-hmm. so cool yeah lifelong mentorship with abby wow yeah. Um, there's something else I wanted to say, but I forgot. This might be it. Um, oh, I was going to say, it sounds like if you're a videographer, photographer, or other performance artist that, and you had some vision in mind of collaborating with yourself that a slide in the DM yeah. may lead to a... Slide in them DMs. Lead to awesome yeah. creativity. Yeah, moonwalk in the DMs. Whoa. You can cartwheel on them. Holy smokes. Yeah, like, I'm really down usually. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this ride in this hooping, hooping situation. Another huge shout-out to Abby of Abyssal Hoops. And so much. A shout out to Owen and Masterminds Retreats. Yes. And bringing the people together and creating a network that is one of a kind and uplifting, encouraging, motivating, and loving. Thank you. If you wanna, if you wanna get more plugged in or involved in the Vibe Tribe and any other form of masterminds or Owen Rivers, feel free to slide in my DM at Owen Rivers underscore. And let me know what you want to do. Let me know how you can make your dreams come true. And I'll do it. Much love, everybody. Bye. Peace.